am so excited. I'm going to tell you why I'm really, well, and I can't tell you that yet. Okay. All right. Well, I'm excited too for what I'm about to do. So, um, as most of you probably know, uh, you probably know about Above and Beyond by now. Above and Beyond is a missions foundation. We're all about reaching the world for Christ, and we start it right here at home as we help people earn their mission trip funding. And uh, you can help us in a variety of ways if you want to. There's information about Above and Beyond on your table tonight. There's some key dates. There's a website. I'm not going to go into all of that other than to tell you that right now we're really... Uh, we We've got these um, these go beyond uh, these bracelets. These go tell bracelets. You buy three bracelets and you send three to the mission field. So they're really cool bracelets. They tell the whole story of Christ, and uh, they're ten bucks. And it's a way for you to impact people all over the world. Above and Beyond has helped one thousand fifty five people serve in eighty three nations, and um, they've served fifteen thousand over fifteen thousand hours in their local community to earn their mission trip funding. And Rebecca. Rebecca was one of the first people that we helped. I just was recalling that tonight. Um, so um, anyway, but the other thing I want to share with you is we have a comedy night coming up. It's on June the 1st with Andrew Stanley. That's Andy Stanley's son and a guy by the name of Ed Wiley. He's a Christian impersonator and two, and somebody in here is going to win two tickets tonight. So um, now there's childcare at this comedy night. It's going to be at Lake Forest on June the 1st, but childcare is limited. Infant to fifth graders. If you want the childcare and you want a date night, you need to get your tickets soon. Um, so... Um, and I'm telling you soon because it's filling up. So it's a great, it would be a great date night. Um, what I'm going to do is whoever wins this, I'm going to give you this. You're going to fill out your name, email address, and stuff like that. And you're going to give it to me at the table tonight before you leave. And then I'm going to sign you up for two tickets. So anybody need a little laughter in their life? Want to win a ticket? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Okay. All right. Marie Edwards, come on up here and pick it. Pick it. Dig your hand down in there and let's see who's going to comedy night. To comedy night. Yap is going. Who's Yap? Y-A-P. Yap. I had a dog one time that was a yapper, but no, Yap has left the building. Okay. Why did Yap not stay? Okay. Come and do another one. Okay. Dig her. Dig down in there. Oh my gosh. I thought that said Okay, it's S, it's X, my dyslexia is kicking in, X-E-S. Yay, Leslie! Woo! I'm telling you, that way! Hey, that is a name tag to keep. Okay, all right. Just give that to me later tonight. Woo! Comedy night, laughter, what a name tag. I'm going to share that with Ed Wiley and Andrew. Um, okay. All right, awesome. That's that. Okay, now, here's what I'm... Um, oh, uh, some of you uh, had asked... You probably saw the journals. We've been making some really cool journals. If you want to order some journals or buy a journal tonight, go do that out the table too. Um, all right, so here's what I'm really excited about. I told Joy when I got here tonight, I have 15 minutes. Joy, I have 15 minutes. Okay, 8.15. Okay, all right. Well, okay, so here we go. 
So I told Joy when I got here tonight, I said, Joy, I'm really struggling. I just really don't, I, I, man, I know God gave me this scripture, and I know this is what I'm supposed to speak on, and I, I really, I've been feeling it since early March, but I'm just not feeling it tonight. I just don't feel like the train is on the track. Well, during worship, the train got on the track. So... I'm excited. So here's what's happening. The first three pages of my notes are getting thrown away because I am not. The Lord said, do not be constrained by your head, which means do not be constrained by the notes. I am going to be using the PowerPoint, but I'm not going to be using my notes. So I really felt like the Lord, as we were worshiping, I really sensed that the Lord just said, do what you did with your sister. So this past weekend, I was in Florida. Um, and my 86-year-old mother gave me one week's notice that she was marrying a 78-year-old guy, and I said, hey, I said, thanks for the heads up, like a week's notice, and she said, time's short, you know? I mean, like, (laughs) whatever, you know? So um, she's like, we're going to give it our best while it lasts, so... Anyway, so I went down to Florida. She asked me to officiate her wedding. That is a bizarre thing to officiate your 86-year-old mother's wedding. But anyway, it was delightful. It was lovely. I love the man that that she got hitched to. And um, it's really weird to say, and God bless you as you serve as partners in life. And you're thinking, I hope that's more than three weeks, you know. But anyway, (laughs) so, so anyway... But anyway, there was this night, so, so Saturday night, Saturday night, my sister and I, um, we were in a hotel, and uh, we were just kind of reflecting on the day, and we got into this conversation, and it was just, it was a sister-to-sister conversation about the things of life. You, you know, anybody know what I'm talking about? Whether that's a birth sister or a, you know, BFF sister or a sister in Christ or whatever, you just, you just get into this conversation and you're talking about the things of life. That's what tonight is really about. And if I could put you all on a sofa and just sit down on a sofa and have a conversation with you, I want to have a conversation with you about something that the Lord has really been talking to me about. And he's been talking to me about it ever since I heard the scripture um, in early March. Um, You know, a lot of times we talk about the big spiritual battles in life. We talk about spiritual warfare and fear and, you know, the lust of the flesh and the deceit, you know, the deceptiveness of money and, you know, all those big things, right? Just those great big battlegrounds. But there's real wisdom in a scripture that's found in the Song of Solomon. The Song of Solomon is a beautiful um, section of the Bible that is both, it, it, it's multiple things at one time. It, it could be read as poetry. It could be read as a love song. It could be read as an allegory. But really, at its very heart, what it is, is it's an expression of, it's metaphorical for Christ's relationship and his love for us. And in this, um, 
in this uh, book of the Bible, Solomon is betrothed to uh, a woman, a Shulamite woman. And in the early part, the first four chapters of the book, they're courting and they're about to be married and they're having these beautiful interchange, like beautiful, like don't, sometimes I say don't read it unless you're married or read it on your honeymoon. Um, but they're just, it's so beautiful and it's, it's, um, it's exotic in many ways. But in chapter 2, verse 15, this, this Shulamite woman, and Lori, I'm going to get to the picture in a minute. Um, this Shulamite woman, the, the bride-to-be, the, betro- the to-be-betrothed, um, this is what she says to Solomon. She's talking about their relationship. She says, catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, our vineyards that are in bloom. And I want to read to you out of another translation. It reads like this. You must catch the troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship. For they raid our budding vineyard, of love to ruin what I have planted within you. In other words, she's saying to Solomon as they're approaching their their wedding day, she's saying, I want our relationship to be as alive and flourishing as possible. And we need to specifically take time to look at the things that might threaten us or might... um, diminish our relationship in any way and we need to catch those things and capture them and um, um, not let those little things come in and be a danger to our to our relationship um, and I, I have this picture because so many of us, sorry, I'm really messing Lori up, um, but I, I think sometimes we see these pictures of foxes and we think, oh, isn't that just so precious, you know, I mean, like, isn't that really sweet? But, you know, foxes, the Greeks, the Romans, and the Jews all saw foxes as cunning and deceitful and um, small, and a, um, they weren't like lions. They were kind of these uh, creatures that were in the bushes, and they could do incredible damage to a vineyard just by gnawing at the vine. And Jesus tells us in, chapter, in John chapter 15, he says to us, I am the vine, you are the branches, right? You are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relational into the relation is intimate and organic. The harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, separated from what? Separated from him. You can't produce a thing. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood gathered up and thrown onto the bonfire, dead wood. So the little foxes, I'm going to call them agents of the adversary. There are little foxes out there that what they want to do is they want to gnaw at the connection that you have with the Lord. They want to disconnect you, gnawing at that vine so that you become dead wood. 
You look like a Christian, but you're dead wood. There's no abundancy in your life. If I were to cut off my finger and it dropped to the floor and I didn't tend to it to reconnect it to my hand quickly, that finger would be what? Dead. There, it would be of no use. There would be no life stream going to it. Nothing of life flowing to it. And these little foxes, the little strategies of the adversary, these little things that take place in our life want to disrupt the connection that we have to the Lord because they know that if we can just get separated just a little bit, it doesn't take a whole lot, but if we can just be separated, if you cut a leaf, the branch of a leaf to a vine, and it's not completely fallen off, but it's just cut into a little bit, what happens to that leaf? It begins to shrivel up because even a little bit of disconnection stops the life-giving flow of the power of the vine to the branch. So I want to share with you tonight a few unusual places, unusual bushes, let's say, where the little foxes kind of hang out and catch us unaware and bring damage into our relationship, our connection with Christ. Um, Our connection with Christ is so critical because it's our connection with Christ that we hear the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. It's through our connection with Christ that we have discernment for the days ahead. It's in our connection with Christ that we know the truth, right? And we operate in the truth. It's through our connection with Christ that we find our peace as we're connected to the Prince of Peace. It's through our connection with Christ that our joy is strong because the joy of the Lord is my strength, right? So our connection with the Lord is the key to peace, joy, happiness, fulfillment, righteous living, everything. And so if the enemy can come in and just nip a little bit, he knows that that abundant life, that abundant harvest, that fruitful life will be incredibly interrupted. So I'm going to share with you a few things that I've learned over the last year or so that are unusual places unusual places where the little foxes hang out. And the first one is the little foxes like to nibble on new beginnings. New beginnings. It's the Song of Solomon, this is a new beginning. He's in a, he's in a, he's in a uh, betrothed situation, about to be married. And what is his bride to be saying? Watch out for the little foxes. They're at the beginning of something new. If you are starting a new job, if you have moved into a new neighborhood, if you're excited about a new venture in your life, you started a new business, you're a new believer, you're starting a new Bible study, you're entering into a new season of life, watch out. The little foxes are going to try to come and nibble on your vine to disconnect you. Because, because when you're in a new beginning, you're all emotionally invested. You're excited. You're feeling like, I'm in the groove. I'm rocking. I'm rolling. And you're letting down your defenses. You're not as much on guard. You're not watching your life as closely. You're not, you're not practicing the disciplines as, as uh, tactically as you might otherwise or, or in other seasons. So what could those little foxes be that come in in new beginnings? Well, how about the fox of irritability? 
How about the little fox of unreasonable expectation? Like I thought this company was going to take off and be Fortune 500 in two weeks. You know? Um, How about um, the little fox of discouragement? Because we're in something new and we're expecting the best and everything's going to be awesome. I remember when I was first married to my husband who I'm going to celebrate my 30th anniversary with in a couple of weeks. And I'm psyched. I love him as much today as I did 30 years ago, which I'm not going to tell you how old I was. So anyway, I was and I thought, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, Toxic thought, toxic thought. Um, So, um, but... We got married, and here I was. This was all new, you know, newness and newness, newness. Oh, he's so wonderful on my wedding day. And then, like, you know, I saw his bathroom habits. <laughs> I'm like, you leave the lid off of the toothpaste? I'm, you know, you don't, do, uh, you don't do this. You don't do... And irritability set in. And all of a sudden, what's happening? The vine is getting nipped at, right? Um, or I started this new position, uh, last year. And what happens? It's all new. You've got great expectations. Wonderful things are going to happen. We're going to be the most magnificent foundation in the world. And CBS is going to want to, you know, um, and things don't happen the way you think. Don't live up to your expectations. Now the little fox of discouragement starts nibbling at the vine so that you become discouraged in the, um, in your relationship with the Lord. Then little foxes will also come during times of refreshment. Doesn't sound logical, but they will take advantage of seasons of refreshment. We're getting ready to go into summer, and it's a season of refreshment. And I can't tell you how many people at the end of the summer feel disconnected from the Lord. Have, have had tons of conversations with people that I'm so glad it's September again because I have felt so distant from God. Why? Because they've let little foxes gnaw at the vine. But the one that I, the one that I really want to point out during times of refreshment is that sometimes we've been spending a season of caring for somebody. We've been putting out lots of emotional energy, um, We, um, you know, life's maybe been hard. We've been in a winter season. And so then we move into a season where we say, I just want to sit and soak for a little while. I just want to be refreshed. And that's fine. And I totally understand that. And I think it's, that's very necessary. Those times of just receiving and being refueled are very, very important. But what can happen is the little foxes come in. And a three-week, four-week lay low, I just need to refuel, turns into eight-week, 12-week. Now you're six months. You're not serving. You're not connected to other people. Um, And all of a sudden, you're feeling isolated, alone, not connected any longer. And you're like, what happened? Well, the little foxes were just kind of nibbling at the vine. I had a friend not too long ago, 
um, her family was kind of in a crisis situation with a middle schooler. And I said to her, I, uh, I was talking to her on the phone, and I said, you know, you just you really need to call your pastor. Your pastor can really, he, he'll want to come alongside of you during this season. And she was like, Michelle, I, I hate to tell you this, but, you know, we took like three months off to have some Sundays and have pancakes and have the conversation at the table, and we were doing online, and, you know, then it started being pancakes, not online, and it's been months since we've been at church, and I'm too embarrassed to call the pastor and ask for his help, and I'm like, little fox, little fox, you know, kill the little fox, no, no, you get into his office, you make an appointment, no, 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 because that is just trying to keep you from the connection, but those times of refreshing, the little foxes can come into the bush, and they can nibble away and just feed you. You need more time to relax. You need more time to fill your tank. Oh, you're too tired to serve. And then the next thing you know, you're in trouble. Proverbs 6, 10 to 11 says, A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little more folding of the hands to rest. Then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Foxes look like bandits. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. We can't let those little foxes of slumber and the ones that come in during those transition seasons or those times of rest and refreshment. And then little foxes like to graze where there is stress. So if you are living under constant pressure, little foxes of anxiety, discontent, numbing ingratitude and ingratitude see a buffet of opportunity in your life they are going to graze and gorge themselves in the midst of your stress let me say it again the goal of little fox is to detach you from the vine who is christ because they know when we've broken the flow from the vine we will lose our peace because we lose our connection to the prince of peace Peace is defined as a quiet heart. I like that, and I want that, and the little foxes don't like that, and they don't want me to have that, right? So he doesn't want you to have it either. So two weeks, now I shared with you about my mom, So, but let me give you the backstory. So the wedding was awesome. That was great. That was all good, but let me tell you about the Thursday before the wedding. So Thursday before the wedding is when I get the phone call. I'm getting married. Lovely. I love, I love Lee. That's great. When? Next week. What? Ah! I had a calendar that was booked to the hill. I mean, I'm proactive. I live my life a couple weeks out. Had a packed calendar. Had people coming for dinner. We were going to people's houses. I had appointments. I mean, my first thought was, what are you, nuts? I can't do this. But I didn't say that to my mother. I called my sister. And I said it to my sister. You know, I was in a panic. I was, I was pacing the house. I'm all telling my husband, what is she thinking? I can't do this. The airline ticket's going to be this much. This is crazy. I can't do this. I'm supposed to do a workshop at the East Lincoln campus. I don't know who I'm going to get to do that. I mean, it was like foxes were scampering all over my head, you know? They were just having a field day. I don't know if you read about the story in Samson where he ties 300 foxtails together and lights them on fire. That was going on in my living room. 
It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. But here's the, here's the point I want to make. The whole next day, the, well, not the whole next day, till about 11 o'clock the next day, I was anxious. I was irritable. I was grimacing, grumbling, murmuring. You know, murmuring cost people 40, cost the Israelites 40 years. Murmuring is so unoriginal that it uses the same syllable twice. You don't want to do that. So it doesn't take much to mumble. So, you know, I'm just like, rah, 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 rah. And all of a sudden, I had this thought. This is crazy. I'm acting like a crazy lady. That is not who I am. I have the sandal. I, the sandals of peace are available to me. And I'm being robbed of peace. I'm being robbed of joy. I'm being robbed of confidence. You know, this can be handled. This can be done. And I'm telling you, I dropped on my knees at my desk chair and I repented. I got before the Lord and I just said, Lord, I have, I have let the little foxes out of the pen. And, this, and they are trampling on the soil of my heart. But I'm in charge, not them. I'm in charge. So I take authority over them. And I speak, I'm going to walk through this with joy and with gladness. And I, so I made a list of everything that I had to cancel. And to my chagrin, not one person was upset. Not one person said, but you can't go. You can't go. I mean, everybody was thrilled that I was doing it. They were thrilled that it was happening. They didn't need me. That was a pride thing. That was a pride thing. Like, my schedule is so important. You know, what am I going to do? Um, So I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if you were my sister and we were laying in bed in a hotel room discussing things of life, I'm just saying, When you get thrown a curveball, the foxes are going to jump out of the bushes. So be aware, be cautious, and take them captive. Tie them by the tail and do a Samson and throw them out, right? Two of you thought that that was the right thing to do. Okay. They want to put a magnifying glass over stress. They want to turn a situation, a curveball from a mohill to a mountain because that's what they do. They carry around little magnifying glasses and they put them on your um, situation. And then lastly, foxes disrupt destinies. They disrupt destinies. Let me read this to you again. You must catch the troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship. For they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I have planted in you. God has planted within every person that he has created divine dreams. You may call them your bucket list, or you may think, oh, this is something I daydream about, or you may have a lot of names for them. But those things that make your heart go, oh, I hope so. I so hope so. I so hope so. Those are divine dreams that God has planted within you. And the little foxes are going to come and try to disrupt. Not so much destroy, that's the ultimate, that's the ultimate goal. 
but disrupt those dreams by doing things that disconnect you from the Lord. Because if you're not connected to the Lord in an intimate, regular, relational, organic, flowing way, you're not going to fully hear the idea for the book. You're not going to fully receive the rhythm of the poem that he wants you to write. You're not going to get the details on the adventure, the mission's adventure he wants to set you on. You're not going to see the vision that he has for the venture he wants to place you on because you're disconnected. You're disconnected. It's like trying to see without glasses, if you need glasses. It's, it's, it's trying to see through a fog. So the foxes want to disrupt our dreams, our destinies from becoming reality. And the weapon, the strategy that they use is distraction. Well, I can't tell you. I'm in the, I'm in the middle of a book right now. And I can't tell you how many days I have been on my way upstairs with an awesome idea. Like, okay, I'm doing letters to my, what I wish people had told me at 30, before I turned 30. And I'm like, I got a great idea. Okay, 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 let me just put the laundry in. Okay, okay, I'm just going to take the trash out. (laughs) Oh, I need to call Carol. I forgot to call Carol about that thing that she's doing. Oh, oh, let me just write that in my day timer. And the next thing you know, it's two and a half hours later. And I'm like, what was that idea again? What was that idea again? Right? Or you're in prayer and you're praying and you're praying and you're getting a sense of something and you're connected to the vine and it's just rocking and you're like, okay, oh, awesome. I need to write all this down. I need to capture this. I'm going to journal this right now. And then the cell phone dings and you're on a 27 people text message thing and it's dinging and it's dinging and it's dinging. And you're like, I'm going to become a fox in that person's life. Um, And you're like, what? So you're going to your phone. You're trying to figure out how to do hide alerts. And the next thing you know, you're like, what was that that he spoke to me? What what was that that he gave me? What, What was that? You know, or I'm going home. I'm okay tonight, Lord. I'm just going to set some time aside to be with you. And the garden, the flower boxes are planted. The cushions are on the chairs. Oh, it's going to be such a great night. Um, going to do it right after dinner, right after dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Have dinner with your husband. Oh, really nice. Really nice. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm going to make a cup of tea. I'm going to go out to the porch, but check that thing on Pinterest. What was that recipe for Friday night? Three hours later, 19 saves later, right? And you're like, oh no, another night. Another sweet night on the porch has gone. That wasn't the evil inside of you or the... (laughs) the wickedness of the world, that was a little fox just saying, come over to this bush, come over to this bush, come over to this bush. So how do we catch the little foxes? First of all, we have to recognize that foxes are sly, so they're not going to be super obvious. 
we have to do, we have to have a self-intervention with honesty and transparency before ourselves. And we have to say, what is getting disrupted in my life that keeps my connection with the Lord from being solid, tight, intimate, and strong? And then we have to make some changes. And I would suggest to you that the changes don't have to be massive. You don't have to go from not praying for three weeks to praying for two and a half hours. You just have to make a simple change, a simple change. I get so excited when I, I love watching my 600 pound life. And, um, I I know I'm odd, but, um, I find it so encouraging to watch people over a year, just make a simple change. Like, I'm going to eat more protein and less sugar. And somehow they managed to lose 150 pounds where I want to like find the thing that within one week is going to take me down 25 pounds and make me look 17 years younger. You know, it's sometimes it's just those simple changes. So my prayerlessness, my, the little foxes are stealing my mornings. I'm not having time with the Lord. I'm not spending time in prayer. Okay. What can you change? Go from zero to five. Start out at five minutes. I'm going to get a devotional, and I'm going to read it for five minutes. And then I'm going to pray for five minutes. And then go about your day. It's like walking. You start to walk. You say, I'm going to walk 10 minutes. The next thing you know, on the next pretty night, you're walking 20. And then the next pretty night, you're like, I can go another five. I can go do it. So you start out small. You make those changes. You, you, you know, you bless your husband. You pray with your husband for 30 seconds. Not, you know, like quoting Genesis to Revelation when he finally says he'll pray with you. You just say, you know what? We haven't been praying together. We haven't been blessing each other. Let me just start out by saying, honey, today I just want to bless you. I pray you have an awesome day. I pray you hear from God throughout the day. And I pray he shields you in everything that you do. God love you. Bye. You know, you just, if you haven't been doing it for a while, just start out small. And that sense of hopelessness, that connection will start to happen again. So if you haven't been connecting to the Lord, take some small steps to connect. You haven't been connected to some people, how does it start? You call them up and you say, hey, can we have coffee? It doesn't have to be, come over to our house, we're having a party in your honor and I'm spending $1,000. You know, it's just, It's just, you just do something small that's intentional to make the difference because what you're doing is you're declaring to the little fox, I'm in charge, you're not, and you're going down. You're not going to influence my life. My life is better than what you're doing to it. And I want to be connected to the vine, so we're making some changes in this zoo, and you're out of here. Right? right? Okay. I'm done. Let's go to bed. (laughs) We had our sister conversation. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would help us to be honest with ourselves. Lord, while I've been thinking about this scripture over the last six weeks, I've had to do some (laughs) self-interventions because you've just been really real with me because that's, that's who you are. You love me enough to encourage me to change. And so, Lord, I pray that in each woman here tonight, you would show her, show her a picture of the foxes that are nipping at the vine. 
where she's being disrupted in her connections with you. Because Lord, when we're not connected with you, then we don't connect well with others. When we're not connected with you, we don't connect well to our future. We don't connect well to our peace. We're doing it on our own strength, not your strength flowing through us. So help us to realize the names of those foxes that are really hindering us, Lord. Help us to be honest about it and help us to boot them out with simple, intentional changes. As Dave Ramsey says, baby steps. Baby steps. And I just thank you for that. I thank you for that. Whatever came to your mind while I was praying, that's the first fox that you need to tend to. That's the first fox you need to take care of and cage, capture, and get rid of. And if you don't know how to pray about that, there's a, pr- there's a group of ladies that are going to be at the altar tonight that are going to be more than happy to word a prayer for you that you can then apply to your life on an ongoing basis. Or they might have some suggestions for you, a book or a series or whatever it might be, a way for you to overcome, to, to take charge of that little fox and take it down. And also there might be somebody in this room tonight, more than one of you, that you're not connected to the vine yet. You, you don't, you're not even like sure, what's this whole vine thing? And I'm a branch and what all? Come up to one of these ladies and let them explain to you what it means to connect your life to Christ. Christ is the vine. We are the extension of Christ. And when we are connected to him, his life force flows through us and impacts our life. But they can explain more about that to you and lead you in a prayer to start that relationship where you're connected to him tonight. So I'm going to ask all of those um, prayer um, people if they would come on up so ladies would see where you'll be standing. And um, I would just want to bless you tonight. I pray that you will have fun capturing your foxes, that you will be like animal control in your own personal life. You'll cage those foxes up. You'll share this teaching with others. And when people start to talk to you about the little things that are nipping at them, not just in their spiritual life, but their, their regular life, you'll go, catch the fox, catch the fox, catch the fox, capture the fox. Okay? God bless you. Go in God's grace. See you the next time.